So have you ever wondered, you know, how did this whole thing start? How did we get here? What's the reason? What's causing all this? And no, I don't mean the podcast. I know how that started. I got bored. It was a pandemic. I got sick. I almost died. I bought a microphone. That's how it started. But um, have you ever wondered, like, why the beliefs are the way they are? Why people hold on to stories the way they do? Well, I'm going to take you on a little ride and a journey in my brain today and why I think the way I do and how I got here. And, um, you know, I'm not going to start at the very beginning. If you go back to the previous episodes of this podcast, it tells you how I became an atheist, but it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, right? Oh, by the way, this is the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast coming to you live from the home of the evil empire in lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. That's right, the capital city of the Bible Belt. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time, thank you for tuning in. I hope you go back in time and listen to some older um, episodes of this podcast. Uh, if you're coming back for more, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. So today I wanted to talk about the beginning Going back to the beginning, now most um, religious scholars, people who have studied the Bible and religions and not much of anything else, they will all tell you, and I'm sorry, I've got the sniffles and I've got a little cough and no, I'm not dying. I don't have COVID anymore. Anyway, where, I was, where was I? Um, so the scholars of various religions and just... Theology overall will tell you that uh, the world's been around for about 6,000 years, according to their records. And those records are usually scripture and uh, other things that they always go back to to reinforce their beliefs. Um, and of course, none of those things are in any way related to science. Uh, please reference Noah's Ark if you would like. But um, I think. Any scientist who studied science beyond the fifth grade will tell you that the world might be a little older than 6,000 years. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I've never been an archaeologist. Uh, I've never been an anthropologist. I've never been an ologist. Well, I was a mixologist once, but it was not for religious reasons. So anyway, so back to the beginning. Um, the first story, the first thing that comes out, and it's a great story, is the story of Virgin Mary, the virgin birth. <clears throat> Excuse me again. So this is a story that the very first time that I heard it, I was a little kid, and I'm pretty sure I called bullshit from the beginning. So... Here's the story as my mind interprets it, okay? I'm sure I'm going to leave out some of the so-called facts, but this is how I hear the story. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry for that. Um, so, you're with this woman, dating, married, whatever, and you've never had sex with her, Right? And she claims to be a virgin. She has promised you that she is, without a doubt, a virgin. 
and you believe her. And then magically one day she has a baby and you're, you know, you're going through the files in your head. just like, okay, I've never had sex with her. She's promised me she's a virgin. She just had a baby. Okay. Uh, me, I'm a man. I would ask questions. So I don't know what Joseph's original response was. I don't know if he rolled his eyes. I don't know if he fainted. I don't know. He just, but he's never had sex with this, this woman who claims to be a virgin and she just had a baby. And then, and then if that's not crazy enough, three strange men show up bearing gifts for this baby. Now, I've been in some pretty interesting relationships in my life. But when my son was born, three strange dudes didn't show up giving gifts. Just saying. So that is, to me, not the work of a great higher power. That, to me, is an episode of The Jerry Springer Show. Or Maury Povich, whichever side you want to pick on that. Um, you are the baby daddy. You're not the baby daddy. Whatever. Do you think they really referred to it 2,000 years ago as the baby daddy? I mean, he would be the ultimate baby daddy, right? He's God and all. So that is what made me call bullshit because that's how I viewed it. That's how it sounded to me. Um, now I'm willing to, I'm willing to listen to a story. I'm willing to listen to an argument when somebody wants to argue whether or not something's real or not. And again, I apologize for my sniffles. I mean, it's winter time. What do you want from me? Ah, beer. So if that wasn't bad enough, we find out that this child's real a biological daddy is God, creator of the universe, right? And now he's got this human life form baby. That's his son. He's the son of God, Jesus Christ, the son of God, the Messiah for the world. And he grows up to do one thing. And that is to die so that all of the other humans don't have to suffer the wrath of baby daddy. You know, they say, well, he died for your sins. That seems a bit extreme. Uh, I've had a lot of people over the years that have pissed me off and done me wrong, but I've never felt the need to kill my son to get back at them. Um, it, I, I I don't know. I don't get it. It just seems a little far-fetched. A little far-fetched. That seems to be how I feel about a lot of the things that I've heard about the Bible and religion. It's all a little far-fetched. The, you know, the story of Noah's Ark. The grown man living in the belly of a giant fish. I can't, I can't buy it. I can't. But lucky 
for us, we live in a world full of people that do believe it's true. And they're going to continue to believe it's true because it's in their Bible. It's a capitalist dream for these people to exist because they'll fucking believe anything. If you believe that Jesus Christ was born from a virgin and is the son of an imaginary wizard that lives in the sky, I've got some shit to sell you. Okay? I've got some things to talk to you about. Please come over. Have a drink. Bring your wallet. Suckers. There's suckers born every minute. And if they're not born a sucker, the great thing about Christianity is it can turn you into one if you weren't already one. So, you know, I'm just thrilled that we live at a time in a place where we have an abundance of suckers around us at all times. This makes my life a little bit easier, to be quite honest with you. So let's go back in time and let's let's think about this from Joseph's point of view. Um, so Joseph, after they have baby Jesus and they have the manger and the three weird dudes show up with, with presents, Somewhere along the line, Joseph's got to go back home, right? He's got to see his parents. He's got to see his boys, you know, all the guys at Bethlehem High that he played ball with and shit. And he's got to explain to them what what's happening. You know, I got this baby, but I've never had sex. She's got this baby, but she's never had sex. The boys are probably snickering behind Joseph's back a lot. You know what I'm saying? They're probably like, you fucking fool. She done hooked up behind your back and had somebody else's baby. Why are you going to stay around? Why are you going to raise somebody else's baby? That's right. Joseph was probably the first stepdad in history. So... Kudos to that guy, because there's been millions, if not billions, of stepdads since then, right? And how does this work when you try to explain this to people, right? Well, he's the son of God. He's the Messiah. He's baby Jesus. And the baby's laying there in a the manger and probably hadn't, hadn't done any feats of magic yet or or healed anybody or anything like that. So it's it's got to be a hard sell. So I'm thinking if Joseph didn't become the town fool, I, I, he must have been one hell of a salesman, all right? Because he's number one, he's got to convince himself, right? And then he's got to convince his boys. And then he's got to convince mom and dad you know, that she really isn't a tramp and that, you know, he's going to raise this baby. Because we didn't hear a whole lot about Jesus's childhood, right? Like trying to register him from school for school and the last names don't match. And, you know, you got to get a parent to sign your permission slip to go on a field trip to Bethlehem. And, you know, all this shit's going on, and they're like, how do we handle this? He's the first stepdad ever. I mean, do we let 
do we let Joseph pick up young Jesus from school early because he's not his dad? I mean, how does that work? You know? So that's the person I kind of feel sorry for him. I shouldn't feel sorry for him. He's a sucker. But uh, he bought it, apparently. I mean, he must have, right? We don't have we don't hear any stories about him whooping Mary's ass or anything over it, do we? That probably would have been in scripture somewhere if Joseph would have gotten drunk on some wine and and beat the shit out of Mary at some point for for being a hoe. But I don't know. I, I don't know how that played out because I don't talk about it much. They kind of go from Jesus' birth to all of a sudden, boom, he's a adult and he's walking around and he's got people following him. And he stops every once in a while and talks. I don't know. It's uh, I bet puberty was a fucking nightmare, wasn't it? I mean, think about it. You know, Jesus starts acting out. His hormones are changing. And Joseph tries to tell him to do something. And Jesus is like, fuck you, man. You're not my dad. You're not going to tell me what to do. Man, being Jesus' stepdad had to be an absolute fucking nightmare it had to be horrible but you know maybe that's what he signed up for maybe there was some kind of benefit to it you know i mean i'm thinking there's got to be some bragging rights somewhere you know to be you know baby jesus living in the house with you and stuff there's got to be something to it but um yeah i'm I'm, I know I'm, I'm silly. I'm making fun of shit and I'm being silly, but you know, I mean, this is me trying to adapt the story of the Virgin Mary and the Virgin birth to real life now times situations. And, and that brings up a whole other subject of like, it says in the Bible that, you know, you're supposed to procreate and spread the word and raise a bunch of kids. That's why all these Mormons have 18, 20, 30 kids or whatever, right? Because that's what they think they're supposed to do. They're supposed to, you know, flood the world with believers, right? Create all these children, take them to church, make them believers. And have. I know people got, I know one guy's got 17 kids, okay? And he's a devout religious person and they've all grown up to be devout religious people and they all now have kids of their own and they're growing like, wildfire. I mean, it's crazy. So that brings up another question is like, why did God stop with just one? Why weren't there a whole lot of little baby messiahs running around and a whole lot of virgin mamas having to explain themselves to non-baby daddies? Why didn't we hear about this happening a lot? Because apparently God wanted to have as many believers as possible. The best way to do that and make them yourself. I mean, if you can impregnate a virgin at will anytime you want, why the fuck would God need anybody else in the world? Just make a bunch of little baby messiahs. Seems like it would have been a whole lot easier to run the place if you would have done that. And why haven't we ever heard of this happening again? Well, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, hey, man, you know, women all the time with in vitro this and frozen eggs and embryos and so on and so forth. I mean, frozen sperm and 
they can make babies now in the lab and just insert them in you. You don't have to have to have sex to have a baby and all that stuff. And that's all well and good. And you're right. You don't anymore. But, you know, we're talking 2,020 years ago when people walked every fucking where they went. They weren't, you know, they weren't freezing sperm back in old Bethlehem days. You know what I'm saying? So why didn't it happen more than once? Why didn't God just fill up the entire planet with his direct children? Why didn't he do that? Oh, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say we're all God's children. I get it. I get it. But not directly, right? I'm probably the great, 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 great grandson of God. But not direct, right? I can't like hit him up for child support. I can't ask him to co-sign for me to get a car. So I guess we're not really related. Um, yeah, Virgin Mary, what a story. What a great fucking story. Um, I think really for me, the only better story might be the story that he was crucified, that Jesus gave his own life for our sins. So that his dad, God, would forgive all of us for all of the sins that we've done. Now, that doesn't seem fair. That doesn't even seem very nice. How hostile of a motherfucker do you have to be to kill your own son so you can forgive everybody else? That sounds like kind of a jerk if you ask me. But hey, I didn't make up the rules. I didn't create the earth. Uh, I didn't impregnate no virgin. I didn't I didn't have to go to explain to my boys that my virgin wife did have God's baby. God, I keep going back to that. That had to be such a tough sell. I'm pretty fucking cynical. If one of my buddies comes to me and says, hey, my wife had a baby, but her and I have never had sex, what do you think? I think your wife's a tramp. That's what I fucking think. Might want to trade her in. But I mean, um, maybe now I'm just being mean. But hey, God's a whole lot meaner. He's killing his own kid. I'm not asking you to kill anybody. (sighs) But I digress. So let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's think of happier things. And let's, hey, do you remember the Salem witch trials by chance? Y'all remember that? Happened in this country, I don't know, a few hundred years ago, whatever, where um, they rounded up a bunch of women and the ones that seemed a little peculiar, they just set them on fire. And that was, and those were very religious people that did these things. They were they were doing it because they claimed that these women were possessed by the devil and by, possessed by evil spirits. And the only way to cleanse the community of these evil spirits is to burn these women alive. Okay? So, having said that, what would have happened if our 
Virgin Mary, the star of our show, would have wandered into Salem claiming that uh, she was a virgin, but walking around with God's baby that she'd given birth to. What do you think would have happened to the good old Virgin Mary in lovely Salem? Well, first of all, she's walking around with the Son of God, and these are obviously very religious people. I mean, look what they're doing to save their town. They're burning the evil away. They're setting people on fire. Yeah, I think they probably would have lit her up too. I think I think the Virgin Mary probably would have been burned alive at the Salem Witch Trials. I'm just saying, I mean, I know there's many years difference in time periods and so on and so forth. But, you know, the theory's the same. Um, that's how my twisted mind works. That's how I think about things. I don't really care about the context of the time that they claimed that it happened. I'm looking at reality. I'm looking at how is this story going to fly now in modern times. And I know it's an unfair comparison. I understand all that. You know, you wear sandals everywhere you go and you can't drive anywhere because they don't have cars yet. I get that. But the one thing that I've noticed about Christians and Christianity and religions of all types, they are very quick to turn on each other. They're very quick to alienate people. They're very quick to um, try to embarrass people and shame people who they think they're doing wrong. If you make one mistake at a, as a member of a church, they're going to shame you. That's what's going to happen. So I find it hard to believe that there was no one in biblical times at the time they say that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, was born that didn't shame Mary and Joseph. I mean, I'm sure they were, and there might be scriptures about it. I don't really remember that part. I was too busy laughing at the thought of a virgin birth and three wise men showing up. But they probably were shamed and ridiculed, but maybe they weren't burned alive. So the progression of Christianity from the times of the Virgin Mary to the times of the Salem witch trials seems like quite the evil progression for us, us good church going people, right? Religion went from believing that a woman can have a baby by a deity without sex to if we doubt your sincerity or if we question your motives, we're just going to set you on fire. So that's, that's the timeline and the progression of Christianity. And it goes on in the Middle East as well, right? Now it's beheadings and, and stuff like that that go on now. And maybe beheadings have gone on in the Middle East since the beginning of time and since, you know, since the time of Christ. But I don't know. It just seems like it just keeps getting more and more extreme. And what would the Virgin Mary go through now? I mean, she would probably be on Maury or Jerry Springer, right? I mean, that's quite the claim to make. 
I'm sure Joseph is sitting over there taking blood tests. You're not the baby daddy. Sorry to tell you, Joe. All of these things are the way I view all of this stuff. Like, yeah, I'm trying to be cute. I'm trying to be funny. But I'm also trying to be as close to reality as possible. You know, you you hear believers talk about the virgin birth and about the virgin Mary. They just believe it. They don't they don't think about well, could it have really happened? Is it plausible? Is there a chance? No, they don't do that. It's in the book, so they believe it. And all of that sort of um blind faith that they have becomes more and more dangerous over time because if someone questions you or questions your beliefs, the easiest thing to do is just shut them down, just cancel them out, right? You know, what happens if you can't shut them down or cancel them out anymore? Because the atheist population in the world is slowly, actually it's sped up quite a bit, but it's growing over time. As the years go by, there is a higher and higher percentage of atheists in the world. So at what point do we get in, in the world where the Christians and the believers are the minority? And then what are they going to do? They start burning people alive? How, do they, how are they planning on ridding the world of the evil that is the atheist, that's growing in population? You know, the more information, the more education people can get, the less people believe in God. It's a fact, right? The more educated the population, the higher level of atheists or agnostics exist. And that's true. And that's a fact. So what's going to happen next? I mean, they were burning witches not too long ago and they're beheading people in Iran. They're killing women um, in certain Middle Eastern countries. Um, you know, they kill you for the charge of adultery. And it comes down to it's one man's word against another man's word, and then the woman's dead. So it just keeps getting more evil and twisted. And people that disagree with me, they think that I'm crazy. They think, oh, man, you just, man, you just can't see it. You just can't see it. We know it's true. You just can't see it. You're, and, and what's my punishment for not seeing it? Do they think it is and after I'm dead and gone? I'm going to burn in hell, right? That's what their belief is. That me, because I don't believe in God and I haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, that I'm going to be the one burning in hell. These people don't seem to be very fucking nice now, do they? And they tell children that shit. If you don't do what you're told, you're going to burn in hell. Burn in hell. So I got the choice between going to heaven and living with the guy who killed his own son or I get to burn in hell. Seems like a tough call.
seems like a tough call because let me remind you, we're all God's children and he's already killed one of us. All right, that's it. I'm done. Virgin Mary, virgin birth, done. Cha-ching. So um, thanks for listening. I hope you made it all the way through. Hope you laughed a little bit because I was really fucking trying to be funny today. Um, Again, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much. I hope you liked it. I hope you subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast so you'll get the podcast downloaded to you as soon as they come out. Trying to keep on a pace doing these once a week. I usually do them on Sundays, just for the irony, just for the irony. While all of them folks is in church on Sunday mornings, I'm doing the Atheist Podcast. You see what I'm doing here? Um, If you come back and you've listened again, thank you very much. I'm very happy with my number of listens and downloads. I feel like I'm getting a lot of support. Um, If you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Please tell a family member. Um, If you don't like what you're hearing, tell an enemy. You know, whatever gets the word out. I'm cool with it. Um, If you would like to email me, please do. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear your opinions, whether you agree with me or not. If you want to berate me, if you want to insult me, that's cool too. If you would like to be on my podcast and do a debate, and it doesn't have to be a love fest. I don't need somebody on that agrees with me. I know I'm fucking smart, okay? If you want to come on the podcast, you want to have a disagreement, you want to have an argument, you want to have a discussion, you want to have a debate, please reach out. That email address is... The Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters. No, nothing special. Just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Now go on. Get out there with your sinning.